Sam, what are we going to be talking about today? Halloween. Hmm. What about it? Hi guys, so today we're talking about Halloween, and the first thing we want to touch base on is the origins of Halloween. So Travis, what is Halloween exactly? What does the word Halloween even mean? What is Halloween? Um, well, originally, Halloween, you know, it's kind of some old uh, religious kind of holiday. Hallow's Eve, All Saints Day, it has all sorts of different names. Right, right. Um more modernly, though, I think everybody, at least in the Western world, is familiar with Halloween. You know, you go around to all your neighbors' houses, beg for food, beg for candy, <laughs> say, hey, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. Yeah. And if they don't, you egg their house. Um, yeah. Even more you know. uh, recently, we've got, you know, all these crazy parties with the scantily clad costumes as well. So we're oh, all yeah. familiar with the, with the modern well, version of halloween we say recent but that's because that's how like adults do halloween (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) right 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 and that's recent for us (laughs) correct we are quite young still but uh so yeah hallow's eve is actually the day before all saints day all saints day is actually the holiday it's a catholic holiday um but we're talking about all hallow's eve so it's like christmas eve it's the day before all saints day the um, evening before Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know how it changed to Halloween in our weird English, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> um, you, you cut enough letters out of evening, you have een, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> if you, like, oh. you just drop the V and all the rest and just carry it. <laughs> it works. Halloween. Right. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So it originally uh, started in... in in Ireland is is the uh, bulk of the roots of All Hallows' Eve. And uh, they actually called it Samhain. So Samhain is originally their version of All Hallows' Eve. Right, and there is an M in there. So have fun figuring that out. Yeah, right. Where the M goes. <laughs> the silent yeah, M. I had to look up how to pronounce this, and I still could be wrong, or Google Translate was just really mean to me and set me up. But uh, it's S-O-W-I-N. That's the pronunciation. So Samhain. Could be Samhain, but Samhain. Who knows? But either way, essentially what they did. Yeah, what the Irish (laughs) did, right, is they they essentially celebrated that date because it aligned with their calendar and the ending of summer. So to them, the ending of summer marked essentially the end of, you know, fruitfulness, the end of light, right? And that means that they were about to get meet with darkness, which is the opposite of light. So in their symbolism, especially with Catholicism and Christianity, to them, lightness is good, darkness is death, right? so right. they thought this is the moment that everything is switching in the universe. So it's almost as if our, our boundaries to the other world, if you will, are thinning, right? Purgatory is a Ooh. big tradition in Catholicism where they think that there are spirits trapped in this middle ground waiting to be judged. So not people coming from heaven, <laughs> not people coming from hell, but purgatory. Heaven's waiting room. 
right? Correct. Yeah, exactly. And they must get pretty bored <laughs> in their reading magazines. So on All Saints, well, not All Saints Day, but All Hallows Eve, apparently they venture over, right? I do have to say, um, <laughs> for as, uh, you know, a, a high standard, I would imagine Catholics hold for heaven. I'd say it's not very... Uh, um, not very flattering that they feel that heaven needs a waiting room. Like, yeah, who's right? up there? Just St. <laughs> Peter's up there, really working his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> Checking um, people in, filling out paperwork. You know, like on Monsters, Inc., they have Roz. Did you file yeah. your paperwork? Like, I imagine that is the person who is sitting at the pearly gates, just making sure that you have the right documentation. Did you fill out the I-9 form or some crazy nonsense? Like... Can't come in another 500 years in purgatory. See you soon. (laughs) But yeah, so essentially that day um, is when they can travel over to our world. And that is very similar, not just in Ireland, but it's a tradition that's carried all over the world. Um, Like Dia de los Muertos, they think the same thing. So um, as well as they have a version of Halloween in Japan and India that has similar Mm -hmm. roots as well. Um, where, you know, the dead can interact with the living or they come to celebrate with the living. But in Ireland, it was a little bit more terrifying back in in the medieval times. Um, So if you watch Coco and you see the, you know, the Mexican version or interpretation of All Hallows Eve, Dia de los Muertos, essentially it's a celebration. All of your relatives who you remember, who you want to spend time with you, um, that's the day they can come back and rejoin the family and just be like together as one unit. So it's almost a celebration, if you will. Um, however, in Ireland, especially back in the day during its origins, um, it was actually terrifying. They thought, you know, you'd be haunted, you could be murdered, you could be attacked, whatever terrible thing that these ghosts right. could do to you. Or they could, t- they even said that they could take over your body and start living as you. So possessions, you know. Mm, spoopy. Yeah, right. So essentially, this is where the, the whole costume thing started too. They thought, you know, oh, crap. Well, all of the bad people are coming over. So what if we just dress like them and blend in? Impeccable Irish accent, I must say. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a good Irish accent. So, uh, you know, spirits can't find you if they, you know, they can't see you. You can't see me. I can't see you kind of thing. They also can't find me if I talk like this because they have no idea what the right. heck I'm saying. Like, so. what, my grandson isn't a cowboy, so it must not be him. <laughs> it must not be him. I don't need to stab him in the back, right? Also, what's a cowboy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a kind of where costumes came from, too. So, essentially, imagine just a bunch of Irish people that are diehard, superstitious Catholics dancing around and running around in, like, creepy costumes to blend in with what they think, you know, spirits are coming um, probably right. painting their doors with the blood of lambs or some crazy nonsense. So it was not as, cool. as yeah. a vampire. My fellow monsters. Like, exactly. We're going to go eat some babies today. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not as fun or as um, brightly colored and intriguing as American and Western, you know, civilization. Well, I'll tell you right now, Halloween is not fun for everybody, but we will get into that later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, I mean, those are basically the origins. So, I mean, let's focus on our, you know, our blood, our home, right? Let's focus on the United States. Like, um, right. When it on turf. Up. Yeah. So uh, the one thing that I know is that in the 1950s is when it became popular in the U.S. Um, so if you want to break down trick-or-treating and how, you know, that got started, go ahead. Right. So, um, 
with the Irish and the Scottish, right? A lot of them came to the United States, um, you know, as many people do. Um, and with them, they brought their culture, they brought their traditions, and with them, they brought Halloween or what would um, eventually become Halloween. And it started super small uh, because you had these small pockets of Irish or uh, Scottish immigrants, you know, living mixed in with English or, you know, German, whoever else had been immigrating to the U.S. And so you have these small pockets of um, small pockets of Halloween, essentially. Uh, I think the first mentioned event of Halloween in writing, and not even Halloween itself, but just kind of the traditions is like 1911, I think the earliest in the United States. Um, funnily enough, I found another tradition much like Halloween yeah. um, that was a actually a Thanksgiving tradition what? called Ragamuffin Day, where you would oh dress God. up as homeless people, as vagrants, um, and go around begging for food. But that kind of died out. <laughs> and, uh, I think that died <laughs> out in the 1950s. Something having to do with uh, a... Um, a, a uh, aversion to the homeless, as you can imagine, in capitalist United States. <clears throat> That's but, actually, I feel like worse. I'd rather dress as the dead, not like people who actually are, like. That's terrible. Like <laughs> these little Scottish and Irish kids going around, you know, doing their little. Um, typically, they would, you know, say a some sort of uh, verse or do a little song or put on a little act in return for. Things like sweets, food, maybe even money. Um, it's not just uh, trick or treat. Give me a Snickers bar, bitch. Um, <laughs> but essentially, um, the same. Even back then, they had chaperones, right? You'd have one adult dressed up as a white mayor that would lead uh, um, children around to the houses as they did their little, little Halloweening. You know, begging for food and treats and all that good stuff. Um, and the, I mean, essentially, the idea is, at least in Scottish and Irish tradition, right, is if you do um, give, right, if you give on Halloween, you'll it will bring you good luck. And if you don't, uh, it will bring you bad luck, much like uh, any other things. Um, yeah, right. Isn't that kind of like the concept of Christmas in a way? It's like, if you act like a piece of crap, well, you're going to get crap and vice versa. <laughs> like... Well, in Halloween, there's something called the muck ola which I may be horribly mispronouncing. Um, Again, people, we are not experts. We're just random nobodies learning along with you. Um, but yeah, the muck would bring you good luck or misfortune if you did or did not. Um, did not give on Halloween. Um, and so at this time, you would see kids not so much dressed up in how we know vampires, werewolves, uh, Spider-Man, you know, wasn't a thing back then. So you'd awfully have kind of just generic monstery looking, like dressed in white, yeah. uh, blackened faces, says Wikipedia, yeah. which... Mm. <laughs> actually, I actually can verify that. I, I, you know, I've read a lot into Halloween. And in the 1930s, the costumes, that's when it started becoming popular to just dress up. Um, not necessarily that of that popular to go out trick or treat, do parades, or any of that. That comes a little bit later. But in the 1930s, those costumes started being produced, the ones you're talking about. So, right, just kind of typical generic ghoulish-looking yeah. costume. You show up, be like, "Hey, give me some stuff, or I'm going to burn your house down," or something like that. You would threaten yeah. mischief. You know, kind of, I guess, embodying this 
right. you know, benevolent spirit. So um, it's, crazy, but, it, it's crazy to me um, how it started as this, you know, this amazing day to celebrate saints. And then we have these superstitious people saying, oh, crap, but like spears are coming. So like, let's hide. And then it turns into somehow in the U.S., um, actually, let's just join in their, in the spirit's mischief, you know? Like, instead of blending right. in, let's become one of them. Let's join them and do, like, dumb crap, like break windows. And, well, like, <laughs> getting to the children who are dressed up as ghouls who are, like, being, you know, generous towards the spirits right. who are kind of coming back this time, right? Like, most everything, it's all symbolic. And then it just kind of, you know, over time, loses its, loses its meaning, becomes commercialized. Um, which uh, Sam knows a little bit about. Yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> so it was actually right around, like I said, the 1930s is when these costumes that Travis is talking about started appearing. Um, and then as well as haunted houses and a couple other little things here or there. Oh, yeah. um, it wasn't very mainstream, though. So imagine like being in a really small town. Um, you probably would not have experienced the same type of costumes or festivals. But being in a bigger city, they might have had a costume shop but they had... You know, these costumes, uh, Chicago was big into Halloween for a long time. There's actually an entire history of Halloween in Chicago that's completely separate that we won't get into. But um, it was actually the 1950s when the custom of trick-or-treating appeared. So take yourselves back to the 1950s, first of all, when everything was just being commercialized. The rise of advertising was insane in the 1950s uh, with products and creating this perfect idea of this white picket fence life and coming together as a community and you know the 1950s propaganda that we all know and don't love <laughs> um so <laughs> trick or treat actually there was a i believe now that i'm remembering there's actually a drunk history episode a couple years back that mentions this story but there's a woman i can't quite remember her name um she kind of <clears throat> accidentally give her a name <laughs> I'll have to find her. Uh, Holly but, uh, Wieners, that's her name. Yeah, Holly yeah, Wieners. So Holly Wieners, uh, you know, name to be determined. But Holly Wieners, we'll call her. She uh, actually was from a very small community, right? And um, she helped with the commercialization of Halloween by complete and utter accident. But she had good intentions, right? So every year, kids were bad um, during Halloween, right? So getting to that mischief that we're talking about. And you imagine the 1950s where all these greasers drove around with their cigarettes rolled up right. in their sleeves and kicking what, gas Let's go TP Miss Wiener's house. <laughs> exactly. So they all run over to Miss Wiener's house. And something about Miss Wiener, you know, that you should know, is she loved her freaking garden. Like, something about her yard and her garden. Like she, Typical Wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Holly Wiener. She had the yard of the year, right? So she loved gardening. She was actually a widow, I believe. So she really put a lot of her time into maintaining this yard. And the kids knew that in, in town. So every year they went up and they would tear up her yard and destroy it as a prank. So she de decided to go to a town hall and, and, and tell them that she wanted to have a party on Halloween, something like a fall festival. People started to, you know, give in and kind of like that idea. So they're like, sure, we'll try it. So a couple people sent a few of their kids over to Miss Holly Wiener's house. They're like, sure, you want to take my kids for the night so they don't get into trouble? Please do. Right? So she's basically babysitting all these kids. But she she took the time to, like, make, you know, food and goodies and all this she, crazy stuff. She decorated. And it was just this big fall festival. Still not the exact way that we think of Halloween today. But, you know, 
um, more like a celebratory party to keep kids, you know, out of trouble. So they started showing up. So it was pretty popular the first year. And, you know, they realized that crime had went down that year. For some reason, something happened in town and not a lot of crime happened on that night. And they linked it back to Holly Wieners, um, (laughs) Halloween party or her festival, right? This party she had at her house. So then the next year after that, they decided to do it again. And then the next year after that, they decided to do it again. And it got so big, everybody started coming to Miss Wiener's house, even if they didn't stay for the festival, but, you know, to, you know, grab her goodies and leave. And they She was real popular her. around town. How do you think she got the name? Yeah, right. Holly Wieners, <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody loved her, you know? She didn't just give out candy, if you know what I mean. Like, so, so she literally uh, started this whole thing by accident simply just because she wanted to like save her turnips or whatever the heck she had grown in her yard and um then they started having you know these big community parties and it, it and it spread from their small town to other towns in the area and then like wildfire across the united states in the 1950s and then that was also during the time that postcards and die-cut paper decorations were starting to be produced for other things like birthday parties and, you know, um, mass industrial production of really cheap decorative goods like that. So they kind of combine Miss Wiener's idea with, you know, this commercialization and these cheap products. So then everybody started putting on these parties and then communities got together and scheduled their own trick-or-treating, right? If you're not having a party... Almost a fad. Right. If you're not having a party in your house, you can at least make goodies and give them out to kids when they, as they go from house to house. So the communities all came together. And I mean, if the community is all together and, you know, you're doing this trick or treating event, you you see where everybody is. Everybody's out and about. There's not a lot of crime that any kids can really commit or get into. I'm sure, you right. know, some happen. Also, but... I bet those dirty communists don't celebrate Halloween. Yeah, heck no. <laughs> sure don't. So let's get going. Let's really up those numbers, kiddos. It's 1950s, all right? Cold War also. So, um, but yeah, types of products available in Halloween, uh, it, it all increased with time. Halloween is actually, I know you have some facts on this, Travis, but it's actually a very profitable holiday. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you want to jump into some of those crazy numbers and factoids. Okay. Let's see here. Well, my first one that I really, really wanted to touch on, um, as we know, you know, modern Halloween is very fun. Um, A lot of people like to spend a lot of money. Some people really go all out with costumes. Um. And this, you know, my data is just a little bit dated. It's from 2018. Um, the National Retail Federation uh, said about $480 million was spent on pet costumes <laughs> in 2018. And um, just, you know, for reference, in 2010, only about $200 million, uh, was spent on pet costumes. So it's a growing market. So if you're looking for somewhere... Pet. Um, to involve, or I mean, not involve, invest your money. It's like pet costumes, beautiful, but you know, would have doubled your money. Sounds like a profitable business. Um, Another fun fact, most popular pet costumes. Uh, Do you want to guess what the number one most popular pet costume is? Um, I would probably say, let me think. I've seen a lot of them with the little sombreros. Is that one? Maybe like a taco cat. Isn't that something the kids love these days? Not far off. Number one is a pumpkin, <laughs> uh, followed yeah. by a hot dog and oh, a, the bumblebee in third place. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, let's that bumblebee. See. That is way out. I can see the pumpkin. I can see the hot dog. But the bumblebee mm-hmm. as a third place. Well, if you imagine dressing up a little key cap and a bumblebee outfit, it is very okay. adorable. I can see that. I mean, Hopefully that rises to number imagine. one because I want to see that more. <laughs> I honestly, I can't even begin to imagine how much people spend on other costumes. That is a statistic that I am unfortunately missing. Right. But it yeah. would have to be astronomical. I'm um, sure. Just, I mean, Halloween City. I mean, how many Halloween stores are only open for like a month and then they're closed down the other 11 months of the year? What other store can do that? I mean, <laughs> right. It's Halloween. It's a, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, what else? Um, right. Pet costumes. Um, trick right. or treat. Oh, candy, right? Spending money on candy. Yeah. I mean, also the the candy sales after Halloween's over. That's where it's really at. You know, hit up the Walmart on November first. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we also talk about? Just think about it, right? So not only Halloween in itself are are you buying these cheap decorative products, so yard signs and cheap decorations oh, yeah. probably won't even last next year. So you're buying them every Shitty year. Fake little cobwebs that yeah. probably just are awful for the environment. I'm sure stuff like that. Uh, you know, the costumes. Trump- and as well as um like oh what's the other what's the other thing um oh costumes candy decorations candy decorations oh think about this though the the movie industry oh fuck think about like the rise oh, yeah. during this time of like popular like scary I mean, movies like nightmare on elm street and psycho mm-hmm. and they just continue every year someone's like let's release a halloween movie because it, it, even if it flops and it's not that good you still make some sort of box office money oh we're like oh i want to focus focus was oh. an absolute box office disaster but halloween was marketed so well that was so nostalgic that our generation has made hocus pocus into just a cash cow you want to know what's like, I never watched Hocus Pocus until Me like either. five days ago. I still haven't watched. <laughs> I, I was I, I never heard good things about it until like the last few years, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you've never seen Hocus Pocus!" I'm like, "What?" The, the Disney Channel originals, just I have probably I have not seen any of them. Probably really? I, I watched um, Halloween Town as a kid, um, just because it was on. You know, again, that's Disney right. capitalizing on Halloween, making every year they made you know Halloween movies. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, it's crazy how they marketed it like that. But, I mean, um, pumpkins, right? You think pumpkin, you think Halloween, jack o' lanterns. Yeah, like, which isn't even, even jack o' lanterns aren't the OG. Like pumpkins aren't even the thing. It used to be turnips, right? So there's this. <clears throat> well, back in the day, like you said, in the origins, they would carve turnips, uh, mostly because pumpkins mm-hmm. originated in, in North America, and so a lot of you know Europe didn't have pumpkins until. Uh, like the 1600s um, wow <laughs> right in that wild or tomatoes could you imagine the italians not having tomatoes until the 1600s no um right what they, uh, they put on their pasta I, was it just plain i don't know fuck <laughs> turnips i guess i don't know um so the irish and scotch would carve turnips as a way to um there's a lot of speculation on to why they did this either they could be like effigies of you know, family members like, oh, they're in purgatory, so we're carving this is like so we don't forget them in purgatory, right? Because you're supposed to pray for people That's... in purgatory. So time out. Um, Let me touch base on this just to okay. clarify. So they carved turnips in memory of dead people. 
Um, that's one reason people think that uh, they did it. Another so it's kind of like in, of... in Dia de los Muertos, we have ofrendas, right? So the right. ofrendas, like you put the photograph up, you know, to remember your relatives because that will help right. them kind of find their way to you, right? Well, they didn't have altar. pictures back then. So yeah, it's a, kind of the same idea. <laughs> so they also... carved it into turnips. turnips. <laughs> and they're fucking horrifying. Like if I was... <laughs> A soul, I guess, wandering in purgatory, and somebody carves that and said, "That's oh, grandma." Like, fuck that kid. I'm still like, not I'm, finding you. I'm haunting his ass tonight. You better believe it. Like, <laughs> no wonder they're haunted all the time. They turn us, but they also um, thought that it would like gargoyle, you know, scare off evil spirits. Oh, because yeah. I fucking would too. If you look up a picture of these carved turnips, are horrifying. I would be like, "Fuck that." This guy lunatic i ain't going anywhere near this place. is that kind of like yeah i wonder if that has anything to do with scarecrows because i actually know the story like the egyptians actually used scarecrows um to protect wheat fields along the nile river from flocks of quail believe it or not hmm. <laughs> and uh the greeks and romans also used scarecrows to protect their fields but it wasn't until I think like the 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 movie industry boom that scarecrows were like used as some weird like terrifying right like are, are you thing. saying that you just now realized that scarecrows had a practical purpose before halloween because that <laughs> yeah, is what yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. are you serious well i mean i'm not saying that right i knew that oh, okay. obviously oh, okay what I'm obviously is, what i'm saying is like <laughs> I, I, wonder, I wonder if the turnip situation is the same like maybe it started as the gargoyle thing and then everyone's like, oh snap, like Well, that's what I'm saying. There's some speculation that from what I could find, there may be an expert out there that could tell us, but from what yeah. I found, there's some speculation, there's multiple attributing reasons as to why they yeah, did it. Yeah, if there's any uh, but... turnip turnip experts out there listening, right. if you could uh email us at uh, what about it contact what about it at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yeah, Hit us up on our Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somewhere, please contact Somewhere. us. <laughs> we don't have those set up yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, but cutting out, carving out the turnip and putting fire inside of it, there's actually um, no good reason that I could find, but there's some folklore around that. So there's this man named Jack, and he's just kind of a, he's a rascal, you know. He's a rascal. He's a ne'er-do-well. He's a no-good, no-nothing son of a bitch um so <clears throat> quick thinking jack he's uh on his on his way home from drinking like the second ding dong he is and he counters the devil as you do oh right, yeah, on your yeah. way home yeah, I've, I've met um, him a few times he's a great and, guy and jack being quick thinking the quick thinking drunk that he is etches um across into a piece of bark and traps the devil fucking got him uh <laughs> wow I, I can't even walk a straight line drunk bunch of little across and ward off the devil you know i mean you this know guy. some people i'm a real friendly drunk i'm a mean drunk well i i capture literal satan himself into a piece of bark um so jack strikes a bargain with satan he says hey you can't have my soul i'll let, I'll let you go if you you know don't take my soul and satan goes okay and jack being the fucking Ding bat dumbass that he is, let Satan go. Like why why wouldn't Satan lie? Why would Satan not lie yeah. to you? He he was lit, bro. He was lit. He probably had one too many four locos. I mean, I get it. I, I mean I understand. I've been there. So Satan says, All right, I won't take your soul, let me go. Um, and Jack lets him go. And 
Um, after a life of sin, drink, and uh, debauchery, um, Jack has refused entry into heaven, despite the fact that he was able to capture Satan. I feel like that would get you some brownie points. Brownie points. Yeah, right. Say, what? Uh, old old Pete up at the gate said, nah, I saw what you were doing down there, you fucking dirty dog, you. I saw where you put things and did stuff and stole things and all that. Actually, time out. If I was Peter and 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 this guy showed up, it's like, okay, bro, hold up. You sucked, you know, like all this debauchery and nonsense going on, right? And you had the one opportunity re- to redeem yourself and not let the devil go, but, but you 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 chickened out and made a deal with the one person you're not supposed to make a deal with, bruh. You had the one one right. shot and you blew it. So no, let's, I actually am on Peter's side here. Keep let's, him out. Uh, I'm going to give Jack just a little bit of credit here. If I was, you know, trashed walking home and I had somehow managed to capture Satan in a piece of bark, I myself would not know what the fuck to do with it. I would check that sucker and sprint. <laughs> I guess I'd go to church and be like, hey, the devil's in here. And then I would be immediately sent to an insane asylum. Oh, no, and, yeah, uh, burn in the stake or something. They'd just be like, oh, right. it's just Jack, town drunk again. But I could take the devil with me, right? Say, so, no. hey, you're stuck in here with me now, bitch. Yeah, we have, um, to, we have to consider Jack's credibility in town, right? So, right. So, um, Jack um, dies, as you do. Um, <laughs> everybody does. Newsflash, hope that's not news for anybody. I'd hate to be the one to break that to you. So, Jack oh, dies. Yeah. He's denied entry into heaven. Uh, but he's also not going to go to hell because Satan is a stand-up guy and he kept his promise. Um, so he's just so now what? Uh, when he died, Satan said, "Ha ha, neener neener, you're going to wander Earth for the rest of your life." Here's a coal from hell as an insult, and so Jack took that burning coal and hollowed out a turnip and put it in the turnip to kind of keep it from going out and just kind of wanders around Earth, still looking for his resting place. With his, with Jack's lantern, essentially, um, and that's kind of where that little folklore explains but where the whole we, carbon. Right. Thing so the question from. is, okay, so I get it all, and 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 Satan's like, ha, lol, you can't get it anywhere. First of all, right. I don't know if I had to choose I mean, between hell or wandering. Uh, hell sounds like a pretty terrible place. So yeah, I was gonna say hell still sucks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'll wander, but still at the same time, it's like. Um, why, why not just carry the, why the turnip? Is is the coal hot? Because you're mm-hmm. dead. Well, it's afterlife coal fire. Oh, so it's, ma- it. it's magic. So it okay, burns okay, ghosts, okay. obviously. It's, okay. encha- oh, it's enchanted, okay. essentially. Right, right, right. So why, uh, so if, I wonder if this guy was Catholic, because if he's wandering earth and he's not on any spiritual plane, right? Why the heck uh, isn't he in purgatory chilling out? Um... Because I don't know, like, if you think about it, think about all those guys waiting. They're like, oh, crap. They go up to the pearly gates, and Peter's like, nah, hell, see ya. Nah. I mean, he or- may have been in purgatory for a little bit, and then just got casted out, and yeah, I don't well. know. He's a, he's he's like the Kanye West of souls. He's a glitch yeah. in the system. He's, true, 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 he's true. He's different. He's different. So he, and, he uh, just carries around this turnip. He hollowed it out, right? Mm-hmm. He said. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I'm just, wow, I got a lot of questions for Jack. Bro, if you're around here, answer these. Um, he hollowed up. So, what's the purpose of 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 us carving these? Is it just like a, an ode to Jack, the lantern? Guy? Or I would say like scare uh, the devil away. Uh, turnip turnip uh, carving is a tradition, right? And I think that just kind of got carried over into um, 
into uh, U.S. culture, right? Like we've been talking about. Um, I really, I couldn't find like the switch from um, turnip to pumpkin. Um, Also, let it be known, I just Googled the turnip. Oh my God. Aren't they fucking awful? Oh my gosh. I... You ever seen that movie uh, Nine? Is that it? That's what that looks like, but like real life. That, that yes. Is, that is they look terrifying. like old shrunken heads. Kind of voodoo yeah. kind of spooky. They're spooky. Wow. They are Halloween in essence. Um, oh, apparently carved pumpkins uh, yeah, started super early, like yeah. 1800s. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh... Wow. Wow. Wow, yeah, but, I it's crazy. So yeah, it says in North America. Yeah, um okay, is, it says adaptations of Washington Irving's short story to exactly what I'm Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. That, that movie scared the fuck out of me. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess it might have just been easier in North America when they wrote the story or, you know, so I guess Washington well, Irving's pumpkins one. Pumpkins are uh, I think a lot more common in North America. Yeah. I think like I said, because North America is where pumpkins originated from. So I guess that um, makes a lot more sense. So it's like a blending of cultures, I guess. You know? Right. I guess in the short story, he kind of stole from the folklore of, you know, Jack and then right. kind of made the headless horseman, but they used a pumpkin instead because Merca, you know? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Jesus was American. Wow. It's, yeah. Obviously. I mean, white uh, guy for sure. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies that uh, scared me horribly as a child, uh, that being one, uh, do you have any uh, fun Halloween-related trauma you'd like to share? Because <laughs> hmm. I sure do. <laughs> I mean, I guess not Halloween-specific, but I mean, so I as a person am very like, I don't know, like, I'm not a determinist. Like, I do not believe in fate. I don't believe in spirits. I don't believe in any of that nonsense. Like, it's just, it just, it does not register for me logically on, on that level. I just, I just don't get it. I don't wrap my head around it. I think everything can be explained with enough attention. Some things just don't deserve our attention. Thus, they are not explained. You know what I mean? So, like, um... I guess not a Halloween traumatic story. I didn't really go out that much. I the, the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me Halloween wise was, you know, I had these costume ideas, right? And my mom would be like, wow, that's a cute costume. And I work my butt off because as we know, little tidbit about me is I, I love drama. I went to school for theater. I mm. love the costumes and the glitz. You don't play. say. Yeah, right. So I would ha- come up with these elaborate costumes, right? And then... The day of Halloween, we get ready to go trick or treating, or you know, me and Travis actually grew up in the same town. But uh, you remember the Lowell like Halloween parade at the gym? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes. everyone used to like show off their costumes to all their friends. You'd be like, "Ooh, look at me!" And then they would have a contest that you know would be voted like the best costumes, and there were right. different places. So you know, that was a dream of mine as a kid. Like, I didn't go to beauty pageants. I want to be like voted weirdest costume at the Lowell Halloween parade. <laughs> it was a big deal when you're. It five was though, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, my mom, like, I would get ready to go out, and she'd be like, "Oh crap, it's way too cold. Put on a pair of tights and like two turtlenecks." What? Hell yeah, mom! I am princess of the Nile, and you're gonna make me yeah. wear a freaking not turtleneck? princess turtleneck. Yeah, what the heck? This is not how this should be. That princess is unacceptable. Dweeb. 
Yeah, obviously. Of the IT department. <laughs> yeah, so then I would actually be more embarrassed about it and just just ticked off, you know? Like, how right. dare they? How dare they? So um, <laughs> that, and I guess, again, not related to... Um, not related to Halloween, but I guess the only story that, you know, me as being an intellectual right. <laughs> and not believing in ghosts and everything like that, I do have one weird story that I still to this day can't explain, right? So it's one of those <laughs> unsolved mysteries of my life. Right. Me, and my, me and my sister Ashley, so my sister Ashley, um, she actually is deaf. So she speaks sign language. Um, so, so she can hear ghosts is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely that's the only one she can communicate with no. that's how it works <laughs> but she would come stay with us you know over the summers and her and i were hanging out and she obviously she didn't have her own bedroom at, at my parents house so um when she would come to visit over the summer she would actually stay in the living room and i was a big fan of my sister ashley i loved when she came to visit um so I spent like the entire summer in the living room with her. One night we're hanging out, we're watching like a movie, we're laying down like on the couch together, right? And it's dark. It's pitch black outside, it's dark in the house, and my parents were gone, okay? And so were my other two sisters. So it was just me and Ashley. Ashley was, I think, like 18 at the time. Okay. She was watching me. Yeah, an adult around. Yeah, yeah, you could claim that she was an adult, but you know, so it's pitch black. And we're watching this this movie, and all of a sudden, on the other side of the TV, through one of the windows in the house onto the wall, appeared a small red dot, like a laser pointer. Right now, this is Ugh. yeah, this is weird. So it's it's sitting there, and it, and it's pointing at the wall, and it starts moving not too not too much, but you know, back and forth a little, kind of shaky, you know, and it's just sitting there on the wall. And like I somebody think, holding it. Yep. And I, yeah. And I turned off the TV and hit the deck. And I grab Ashley to pull her down. But I tell I the only thing I can tell her is is be quiet. I well, yeah, <laughs> putting my hand over her mouth because again she has to sign. And you know, it being pitch black, she can't see my hands, and right. I can't speak for her to to read my lips. So I just put my hand over her mouth and I pointed up through the darkness and she saw the light too so we both just laid there and kind of just quiet we were there for about 45 minutes just watching that laser pointy kind of rock back and forth and move up and down the wall just a little and then um we decided you know this isn't going anywhere so we we need to we we need to get out of here we need to get out of this room so we army crawled into the corner farthest away from it and hid Right. Because if we were to crawl through the hallway into one of our bedrooms or towards a closet or something like that, we could be seen through that window. So we right. just kind of hid in a far off corner where we could still kind of see the light, but um, not somewhere in view. Because I mean, that, I mean, my house had like five windows on that wall and a glass sliding door at the end of it. So, like, there's not a lot of places to hide. So we're right. sitting there and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And finally, it disappears. When it disappears, then we crawled into our room. And well, my room and and we slept in the closet. We woke up the next day and my parents had come home eventually, you know, very late in the early into the morning. Right. They were out playing poker or some crap like at a, at a bar somewhere. <laughs> but, but they Maybe were the home. scariest part of the story. Yeah, right. <laughs> the scariest part is that they came back. No. Uh, so like I go in there, I check on them and I look around and me and Ashley decided to tell my mother we woke her up and we told her about it so she went out to the other side of the house and we, we looked all around outside and there was nothing there 
So the only like concept or like thought that I can come up with was, okay, we live in the woods in the middle of nowhere for some, you know, background. So we don't really have neighbors. You know, this is not my dad. Right. So we don't have any neighbors. Um, so someone couldn't just be wandering by and just like, you know, messing around or just happen to roll up on our house. We're literally at the top of a hill in the middle of nowhere. Um, far away from road, like the main road. So the only thought I could think of was, okay, maybe it was a hunter with a sight on his gun and he was That's hunting at hunters night. Hunters use laser sights a lot. I don't <laughs> think so, right? I don't think right. so. No, so, they don't. So that obviously seems illogical because it's 11 p.m. at night, like on a Tuesday, right. summer. It's not even hunting season. So that's where the peculiar thing comes in. And then the second thing is, okay, so then maybe it was someone playing a prank. But who wants to play a prank on like an 11-year-old and an 18-year-old staying home alone? Um, your older sister? <laughs> no, she she was she was like um I believe she was she was out of town with her, mm. some friends so she was actually like way gone and that, and and, a, and must my, have been a laser ghost <laughs> something <laughs> some weird thing and then my last thought is okay maybe it was a sniper and a secret agent like who probably freaked a sniper <laughs> right but probably last, a time traveler coming back in time to murder you before you can run for president and it must be is Sam twenty twenty. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no 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 not quite i would definitely not but um that's like not even a spooky story that's like legit scary fucked up <laughs> i know right but you want to know what's like, even more fucked up i think it was like two three weeks after that we all came home from it was like right at the beginning of the school year actually so it must have been right. actually probably would have been more like a month um but it was right at the beginning of the school year and ashley was about to leave and we all came home from school right um, and my mom ran out with Ashley to do errands and to pick us up from school that day, which right. was actually kind of weird in itself because my mom never really picked us up from school. We just got off the bus, but she picked us up that day. And when we all got home, our house had been vandalized. Oh, so fuck. nothing was stolen, but like a table was thrown through the glass sliding door. All the windows mm. were broken. The siding was burnt. Um, our China cabinet was like tipped over. The, the table was thrown in the living room, like just like destroyed. So, like, we're wondering, my dad was a cop, right? So, mm -hmm. we were wondering if it was just some crazy person he put into jail that got out and was like, I want to mess with Mark Tilton. That's the only logical explanation for it. Uh, or it was a ghost. But that's the only, like, weird, traumatic, like, creepy, like, ghost-like story I've ever come in contact with. So, nothing wow. that, yeah. You're going to make mine, mine's really shitty. <laughs> Tell me about it. So, growing up, I didn't have a billion, million siblings like uh, Sam does. I only have one. And so very often, both my parents worked, so me and my sister, Kenzie, we would be at my grandparents. And for some odd reason, my grandma kept an old mask that my dad had bought when he was a teenager. Oh, I just always had it around. It was just like a scary, fangy pig mask with like a black mane that would just like where your head would go into. Oh, I hate the pig and, masks, too. That's like... Yeah. This thing scared the ever-loving shit out of me i was small i was a child i was easily frightened give me a break and yeah that's fine that happens but my sister would put the mask on and chase me around my grandma's house because she knew it scared me to the point where i would leave the house and like run away to get away from this pig mask um and so for many 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 years i had a long-standing mask issue where i couldn't even go down the halloween aisle of walmart without having to cover my eyes oh my god how old are you 
Um, this lasted until I was probably in like, like third grade, wow. fourth grade. And like, finally I wore the pig mask, like as my Halloween costume one year. And that was like my big, like, I did it. I wore the pig mask. Oh <laughs> and strong. And strong. And strong. And that was like one of my last years trick or treating. So I was probably like 12 <laughs> at that point where I finally got over the pig mask. Like I didn't watch scary you did movies. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't play scary games. I didn't want anything to do with Halloween except uh, going out and getting candy. Cause that shit is the fucking bomb diggity when you're yeah, seven right? years old. I will say, um, there, are there any like um, Halloween or hot, like scary movies when you finally started watching them that like traumatize you? Like you just can't get out of your head still to this day and will never watch again? Mm, some scary moments in movies that will forever haunt me. It's so Sleepy Hollow when the old cave yeah. lady like rears her head up and she's like, don't touch me. <laughs> and uh, Lord of the Rings when Bilbo Baggins fucking what? loses his absolute tits over the fucking ring and like his face goes all squanky that fucking that was unexpected and what? uncalled for but have you ever seen lord of the rings oh honey a, lo- a million well, times of course but I know exactly yeah, you know what you're talking talking about. About. yeah that got me good um mine is uh two there's two of them well oh, i guess there's three of them oh, i know another one yeah the, the first fucking, one, you go ahead the Hi. first one for me is the jeepers creepers scene when the eyes are gone and jeepers yep. creepers like appears oh my gosh that just like uh, to this day, I can't watch that movie again. I just remember being like a kid and like sitting on the couch and it was like playing on like TV and I'm just watching like the end scene. Like the rest of the movie isn't that scary, but like, oh my gosh, like the haunting like way that he had stolen his eyes and the creepy song thing. Creepers, <laughs> creepers, where'd oh, you get fuck. those peepers? And I'm like, that's from that guy. He got the peepers from that guy. I he got the peepers. <laughs> Mom, I got the peepers. Yeah. That one get was terrible. What was your other one? Oh, fucking goosebumps! Oh um, yeah, yeah. They they <laughs> they made like goosebumps movies or like a TV show. There was a goosebumps dun, dun, TV dun, show. Dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my grandmother had one one of them, one VHS, and it was a fucking haunted mask. And I remember, <laughs> I remember that one. Scared the fuck out of me. This creepy mask that would like latch onto your face and you would become the like the whatever. Yeah. And of course that you know that fucked me right up. Of um, I've probably blocked out the rest. No, I remember another thing. I'm having repressed memories coming back from nowhere. <laughs> There's this game that my sister used to have that my parents, you know, like the jumpstart games. Yeah. On for the PC where like yeah. you're supposed yeah, to learn yeah, shit. Yeah. Jumpstart fourth grade. They actually changed it. It's not the same anymore, obviously, because I mean, like they changed it back in the day because it was like too scary. Um, it was a haunted island game. You go around and like do different learning stuff, but on a haunted island, and as you're like trekking through the haunted island, every once in a while this ghost would just pop up and ask you a trivia question. And this motherfucking this motherfucking ghost also scared the shit out of me. (laughs) You obviously don't like jump scares. No, jump scares, no fuck I'm fine with them now, I promise. I only peed a little bit when they happen, but oh jump scares were the worst. And like it would just like once you got me, I was I was helpless. There's no there's no coming back from like, well, this game is running on the computer until somebody else turns it off because I'm not coming back in this room because that ghost is in there. So believe it or not, I I don't mind well, I don't want jump scares that much. So the things that freak me out the most, most that haunt me, I would say, right? I don't like being scared at all. Like I'm not looking for an adrenaline rush. I don't care. Like I like creepy, interesting things, but not right. things that are going to make me yeah. feel like my stomach's in my throat. Well, 
jump scares are cheap. True horror is an art form that I Thank really you. love and appreciate. I do. Uh, even to this day, going into a haunted house, I get a real tight bungy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Right, exactly. So, like, um, uh, the other movies for me were Ghost Ship. Because mm-hmm. I thought, like, what kind of messed up, per- even at a young age, I thought, what kind of messed up person thought of this wire? <laughs> slicing through the bodies of people in front of a child like for me what was haunting was like first of all there's actually a real person that thought of this scene right well, i mean yeah somebody and, wrote it likes <laughs> and then second of all like what kind of crazy person wants to watch a movie where the entire purpose is just like centered around like a 10 year old's trauma from watching everyone fall well, like pieces around i mean there is seven saw movies so yeah, well, that, yeah, and three but, human yeah. centipedes. Oh God, yeah, right. But uh, for some reason, that like that was haunting for me. And then the last one it would have to be um, Wrong Turn. Oh like, my God! Oh yes, my agreed. That when he cuts out those people's tongues, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, uh, 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 like that one just makes me sick. Like I can't even think about that one. That uh, one, that one haunts me as well. But right. jump scares wise, I'm obsessed with Nancy Drew Gaines. <laughs> I should be sponsored by Nancy Drew Gaines. Like That's her interactive, like I have played each one of those games millions of times. And even though I have played them all a million times, I love the mystery. I love the thought process. I love the art. Right. And it's all like tied into like history. But still, even when I know something's about to pop up and scare me, because there are a lot of the scary, scary Nancy Drew games, like I still freak out or like I know it's about to happen. So I save the game and I come back to it like two months later because I'm like, I, I just can't play this right now. I'm like, I can't. I'm not in the mood to feel this way. I can't do it. Oh, fuck. It's bad. like that sweaty, shaky afterwards. Exactly. Because oh, yeah. so then it's I like, think... how am I supposed to solve this mystery if I feel like crap afterwards? I can't solve this mystery with poop in my pants. <laughs> So I think we're running a little long. Final question here. Yeah. Favorite costume that you had growing up? What was your favorite costume that you got to dress up for? What made you the most excited? Oh, God. That's a tough one. You know me. That, that, that's a tough one. I was... Oh, yeah. Dressing up is like your shit. Yeah, so. right? So you you go first. Let me think. Um, uh, uh, Ninja. <laughs> that makes sense I, I remember that year so vividly I was so excited I got this dope ass ninja costume I mean it was fucking garbage but I was like 8 so it was the coolest shit in the world it was so intricate I remember my friend also dressed as a ninja and he was just like in all black I had like little armor pieces and like little things I tied on it was fucking legit I loved it I would just like dress I dressed up in that costume for probably like a month after Halloween, just like sit around being a ninja. You know, like I'd play ninja and then I'd just like keep wearing it because it's like a Halloween costume, it's comfortable. And so I just, I kind my of rest actually, of the day, just I was in a ninja. I kind of remember you in a ninja costume with like a trick or treat, like plastic bucket. Like I vividly remember you being a ninja. What before. colors were my ninja costume? I believe it was black, but you had like, did you have the red like wraparound? Mm, no. Oh no, then maybe it was somebody mm. else, but I was, I was black and yellow yellow okay i remember someone with a red wrap and they wore it all the time oh <laughs> i know who it was mm, oh my gosh i can't remember his last name but do you remember at uh, elementary school that guy named jimmy 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 don't remember <laughs> oh, jimmy was he uh, in your class yeah it was james jimmy rutan 
was that his last? I can't. We're gonna have to bleep these names or, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it definitely wasn't Rutan. But anyway, this kid Jimmy, because I remember the reason I vividly remember it is because his parents let him wear it to school. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, I thought that was you. <laughs> wow, wow, thanks. <laughs> no, but I guess my favorite costume of all time would be probably. I think this might have been my last trick or treat as a kid, but um. Uh, I wore a a corpse bride outfit. So the reason nice. it was my favorite is because I'm obsessed with that movie still to this day. Like mm. I love Tim Burton, and um, a corpse bride is is amazing. Like what art? And I decided that not only was I going to be the corpse bride, but I was going to make the costume myself from scratch. So my grandma, that's actually when she kind of taught me to sew. Mm-hmm. So my grandma and I kind of took this um this old like white dress that she had of mine and we kind of tattered it up added some tool i made a veil from scratch and then i did my all the makeup myself i remember it being like my first time going full-on theatrical and it was my way because my mom didn't have a say in this turtleneck nonsense so i did have to wear tennis shoes though because i would be walking all night and it's not good well honey that's just sensible yeah well the corpse bride doesn't wear freaking tennis shoes travis So, um, and I painted like my whole body, like this weird grayish purple color. I'd mixed all these body paints and I did like the whole thing. Like I was just proud of myself. How hard was that to wash off? Oh, I don't recall. I don't remember. I'm sure that it. That's how you know it was worth it. (laughs) I know it's probably stained all the sheets at my grandma's house, but you know, worth it. It, it, I was proud of my work. But yeah, well, guys, I think we're going to wrap up this episode on Halloween. I hope this year that yes. you guys are sensible. Don't go out in public unless you're being smart. Um, yes, socially distance, please. please. If you're wearing a costume, don't be like Travis and please wear masks. <laughs> Get it? Because <laughs> 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 masks scare me. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Thank you for listening. Please tell your friends about us. I'm sure at some point soon we'll get some social medias up that you can follow, keep in touch, you know, keep up on all our news and all that good stuff. Yeah, we will but, post the links in the bios when the episodes are uploaded. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening yes. to Halloween and what about it? Thank you.